to your presence that helps us and blesses us and lifts us up. Father, your word have free course this morning. Your words be said, your deeds be done, your glory be made manifest. Father, we never tire of praying this prayer. Lord, help us get this job done. Even so, Lord Jesus, come. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Fredonia edition of Family Church, one of ten locations meeting throughout New York, Pennsylvania, and Europe, and more to come. Amen. I like that more to come business, praise the Lord. So we welcome each and every one of you. We want to welcome all of our first-time guests, return guests, uh, all those watching via live stream all throughout the world, and of course, our church family came out here this morning. Hey, we're going to go ahead and dismiss our kids. If we, we got a lot of feedback up here. I'm sure you guys know that. And so we're going to head to dismiss the kids to their program, praise the Lord. And so uh, and as the kids are being dismissed, uh, go ahead and uh, turn with me to Psalms chapter 32. Psalms 32. Praise the Lord. For those of you visiting, uh, what we're teaching on, we will endeavor to uh, have the scriptures on the overhead screen. We encourage all, everyone that comes, just to go ahead and try to bring their Bible, and that way you can find out, you know, how to use your Bible, and, and what we're teaching on is in the Word of God. And so, uh, we, we just uh, love the Word, amen? And so, Psalm 32, we've been on a series of being led by the Spirit of God, praise the Lord. And there's a whole lot of people I know I know in the body of Christ, ministers and, and leaders that have been teaching along this line. So this is something I believe the Spirit of God is endeavoring to get to the church, praise the Lord. And so Psalm 32 and verse 8 is our golden text. Let's look at it again. And these are the words of God to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. And it says this, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be not as a horse or as a mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held and bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. I always like to use this text whenever I'm talking about being led with the Spirit of God because it, it, it tells us so much. First of all, it tells us God's intention of leading and guiding us, that we don't need to wonder, hey, will God lead us? Will, will God guide us? Will God give me direction? Will God show me the way I need to go? Well, right here, we see what God says about that. He says, I will. And when you see the term, I will, there's no stronger assertion in the English language. Then when God says, I will, that means for him not to fulfill it, he would cease to be God. We, we know this in the ministry of Jesus, that whenever anyone came for healing, he never said, well, I think about it. Well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. No, what did Jesus always said? I will. And so that means that is the will of God. Uh, or we could say it this way, whenever you see the term I will, when God or Jesus says, I will, I like to do this. I like to put in, I want to. I want to do this for you. And so God says, I, I am going to do this. I'm going to lead you and guide you. But we said this very often when God gives a promise, uh, there is a 
Godward side to that promise and a manward side. Or there's conditions to that promise. There's things that we must do or heed. What, what is our part? Well, that's in verse 9 where it says this, Be ye not as a horse or as a mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held and bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. So God says, I'm going to lead you, but I don't want you to be like a horse. And what he's saying, a horse, a donkey, a mule, won't do what you say until you get bit and bridle, unless you make them do something. You know, and so what God is saying, you know, I want to lead you, but I don't want to do it like an animal. I don't want to do it like a horse. I don't want you to, to be so callous to my leading and so foreign to my voice that I'm going to have to put a bit and bridle on you in, in order to get you into my will. No, God wants to be able to speak to us and, and to lead us. And how, how does he do that? Well, Romans 8, 14 through 16. Again, a little review. We have newer people with us. And it won't hurt us for those of you that uh, have been here all along because faith comes by hearing and hearing. And says this, for as many as are led or guided or directed by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself, or better translation, Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So how is God going to lead us and guide us? Well, He tells us right here in the New Testament He's going to do it by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to be the agency that God will lead us and guide us in. Well, how does the Spirit of God communicate that? How do we know, you know, the avenue that the Spirit of God will do this? Will He do it in handwriting the wall, loud voices? No, He tells us in verse 16 that the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so when God says, I will lead you and guide you, He says, I'm going to... I'm going to use my spirit, the Holy Spirit that resides in us, and the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness with our spirit. So if God's going to get a message to us, if God's going to direct us and guide us, he's, he's going to bear witness with our spirit by the Holy Spirit. And we saw what that was. We saw the voice of our spirit or our heart is conscience. God, God is going to use our conscience to direct us. You know, that same spirit that corrects us whenever we've done wrong or maybe said something you shouldn't or about to say something you shouldn't, and you get that little nudge on the inside, that little hesitancy, that little check, that little indicator. It's not words, but it, it, it's a witness. It's an impression. It, uh, some people call it a hunch, or we could say it this way, a, a knowing uh, not to do that or not to go there. And so that, that's the voice of our spirit. Spirit. That's how our, our, our spirit communicates to us. And so the Holy Spirit's going to pick up the phone of our spirit. He's going to use our conscience to lead us and guide us. And we say it this way so often, the same spirit that corrects us will direct us if we will listen. And it's important for all of us to become God inside-minded, to, to, to look to our spirits and not to other things. You know, we're very quick to Google something or ask counsel of other people, and there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, the first place we ought to be looking is, is in our heart. What is God saying? What is God directing us? And, and too many times we're looking elsewhere. And I said this, 95% of all of God's dealings and leading in my life, 95% have been 
merely by the inward witness. It's just an inward knowing. Not a voice, not a visitation of angels, not a handwriting wall, not, not due to circumstance that seemed to line up in my favor, but by the inward witness. And so too many times we are, are missing the supernatural by looking for the spectacular. We're, we're looking for angels. We're looking for the handwriting wall. We're, working, we're looking for circumstances to line up in my favor. Well, that door open, it must be the Lord. Well, God says, no, that's not the, the way I will lead you and guide you. I, I'm going to do it by my spirit. Now, that is so important that we look here and not to favorable circumstances. Because very often, if something favorable comes up, and, and maybe it's something you've been praying about, and something favorable opens up and says, well, this must be God, and we just run to it without checking the inward witness. I'm reminded of a, uh, I, I want to say story, but it's not a story, because sometimes stories like Hansel and Gretel, you know, a fable, you, you know, an account is a better word, an account my, my spiritual father, Kenneth Hagen, gave. And I, I love this example because this is where sometimes we can miss it. You know, uh, his ministry was growing. And uh, he, he had a need of more office space. And, and he was praying and seeking the Lord uh, about direction. Where, where, where should his ministry be, be planted? What should he do for offices and so forth? So he's praying, waiting on God. And, he, and he's in a meeting. And... Uh, two businessmen approached him and said, uh, Brother Hagen, if you'll move your offices down to Houston, um, you know what we'll do for you? We, we're, we're going to furnish you a office suite, no charge. We'll pay the rent. Not only that, we're going to hire two secretaries, and, and we'll pay for that. Just, just move. Just move your offices, and we'll take good care of you. I mean, that sounds like God. It's like, whoo, God has answered my prayers. And uh, in that same meeting, another man approached him. And, uh, you know, this was back before uh, cassette tapes. I know nowadays we have to explain what cassette tapes are. <laughs> but before even cassette tapes, they used to have big reel-to-reels, big things. I know that dates some of you, if you know what that is. And uh, that's how they used to, to record messages. And... Um, this, this businessman ha had a business of the latest technology. That's, that's, what, he did. that's what his business was. And he, and he said, Brother Hagen, if, man, if you move your office to uh, Houston, man, I, I will duplicate all of your messages. I, and won't cost you a cent. Woo! Sounds like God. Sounds like heaven. And you know what most of us would do? Woo! Yeah! This signed, the, the handwriting's on the wall, God has spoken. But you know what happened? He got caught up in the Spirit, and uh, an angel appeared to him. And an angel said, I'm here from the presence of Almighty God to tell you not to accept the invitation to his businessmen. They have ulterior motives. And once, if you were to go there, they would want to control your ministry. Then you said, I'm sent from the presence of all my... I, I'm not done yet. 
I, I'm just not done. I, maybe you've gone to another church, but uh, it takes me half an hour just to warm up. For those who are watching, someone's phone went off or something. And, uh, you know, it, it seems to happen in every service nowadays. We've we got to announce we need to make an announcement, check your phones. So, praise the Lord. Unless you're a doctor or something. You know, of course we understand that. And so that same angel said not to accept the offer of that man to duplicate your tapes because he'll get in his control and then, you know, control your ministry. Now, God, God isn't going to promise us an angel is going to warn us. But what he did promise us is an inward witness. Can you see, God says, don't be like a horse or a mule. You know what a horse would do, a mule would do? That's God. Look what God did for me. Yeah. But the Spirit of God will bear witness, and so that, that's so important. Um, put, go ahead and put the scriptures up. A Proverbs, trust the Lord with all your heart. Do you have that, or I need to give you the reference for it? I, I know I gave you scriptures. Right? We're a little, we got uh, someone out in the back. Proverbs 3. Hallelujah. Oh, there it is. Proverbs 3, 5. Notice this. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Heart and spirit are synonymous terms. You're to trust the Lord in here and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, all of them, all your ways acknowledge Him. And He'll direct your paths. So where are we to trust? Where are we to look to? We're, we're to look to our hearts. And I, I think that's probably one of the greatest hurdles Christians have to, to get over is actually learn to trust the Lord. You know, you know we say that, I trust the Lord, Lord take care of it. No, what I'm talking about is, is to trust the Lord by looking to Him first. And, and following that inward witness, what's on the inside, regardless of how favorable or unfavorable things look like. I, I, I'm reminded... Um, Again, I have some wonderful notes up there, just wonderful notes. But uh, I'm reminded um, just years ago, I used to live in West Portland, just outside Portland, inside Westfield. And we, we, we bought a house. The house was actually built right after the Civil War. Folks that fought in the Civil War came back and built that house. And so it was a historical house and so forth. And, um, you know, it was only on, like, three acres of land, but had these beautiful aged maple trees. Just beautiful, you know. There's, there's not so beautiful as, an, as, you know, like a hundred-year-old maple tree with the, the colors and so forth. And, you know, there were all mature trees around our yard. Well, they're, they're beautiful to look at, especially in the fall, but after the fall, guess what? Those leaves come tumbling down. And I kid you not, in some places, the, those leaves can almost be knee-deep. I mean, I, I posted just some pictures recently of snow being knee-deep, and folks, oh, 
my, father, my southern folks and California folks couldn't believe that. Well, that's normal. But, but these were, in some places, leaves were knee deep. And of course, if you, you don't maintain your leaves, uh, the snow, it packs it down and it's harder. Now, for you, maybe you, you never got this revelation. It is better to rake your leaves when they're dry than when they're wet, compacted over the winter. So just maybe that's what you've been doing wrong. Maybe that's why the Holy Ghost is leading me, to, just to help you on that. So, you know, here I, I got to rake all these leaves. You know, and, and you know, three acres of, of leaves, that's a lot of leaves. But I came up with a brilliant idea. And, it, you know, uh, they have these things that are like vacuum shredders. That just like you have a vacuum cleaning your living room rug, it's a machine, you know, lawnmower engine. And what it does, it, it sucks up your leaves like a vacuum cleaner. And it crunches it and compacts it and puts it in a nice, look, nice bag. And, you know, I, I'm man, that, that's what I need. I mean, my wife can do, use her vacuum cleaner, you know, and, and, and get it all bagged up. Why can't I do that outside? Why, why do I have, my, my, you know, why do I need to rake? So I, I came up with the idea, that's what I need. I, I, I need, this, I need this, this machine. Of course, men, whenever it comes to a, a new piece of equipment, it's a toy. It's a toy. And so I go into town, of course, about 20 minutes, and, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of business in Sears, but Sears is no longer with us because, you know, I knew the owners and so forth. And, and lo and behold, when I got to Sears, that machine was on sale. It is a sign from heaven. It must be God. I thought it. I imagine it. I need it. Behold, I come. God must have been leading me to this. Because normally it was 600 and some dollars and was marked down to 400 and some dollars. Probably, you know, a good close $200 savings. Oh, God. Let me just take a moment. You are so good to me. You are so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Handwriting on the wall. I go up to the counter. <clears throat> My conscience is bearing witness. Holy Spirit's bearing. Uh-uh. And uh, so I say to the, to, I, I don't want to call names, but uh, would you excuse me a moment? I have a little chit-chat with the Lord. Lord, you had to have led me here. I mean, I thought it, I needed it. Look, it's on sale. You know, maybe that's just my soul, not my spirit. I go up again. Yeah. And I'm there. I don't want to say excuse me again. And, you know, on the inside, uh-uh-uh. But here, but look, handwriting wall. It, this is perfect. It's on sale. And you know what I did? I wish I could say I was spiritual and say, hey, Mr. So-and-so, you know, I'm having second thoughts. Let, let me think on this. Or, you know, I, I, but I went ahead and bought it. And, you know, you, you feel so great when you violate your heart. You just feel so wonderful. I mean, 
And for, the, for those of you, you know, I'm joking. It's the worst thing on the inside when you violate your heart. And, and so he's, he's putting it into my vehicle. And I'm still thinking, that can't be wrong. And I said, God, just watch. I, I, I know that was my spirit, but you just watch what this thing does for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I get it all, all going and start it up. No, that's my motorcycle, but anyway. Put it on there. And I said, you just watch this. And I take about three steps, and the bag is full. I said, it can't be full. I just got started. I got three acres. I didn't even get three feet done. And I empty it, and, and, and I do it again. I go about two or three feet. It's full again. I realized raking is about five times faster than using this machine with the amount of leaves that I had. Yeah. And you know what I did? That, that I, I used it about three times. And it, it sat in my garage for about two years. Then I donated to the church youth group, and they got a couple hundred dollars out of it. And so, you know, I was out several hundreds of dollars on that. Now, this is what I'm talking about. God, God will lead you and guide you if you'll learn to listen. You trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lead not to your own understanding. Go ahead and put Proverbs 4 up there. And that's why the Word of God says, keep your heart with all diligence. That word keep means to guide, uh, to guard, to protect. Keep it. Protect it. Heed it. Nurture it. Be, be God inside mine. Why? Out of it are the issues or the outflows of life. What is it saying? What happens out here in your life is simply a reflection of what you've been heeding in here. You know, th th there are some folks that go from crisis to crisis. Now, I, I wanted to get this, but how many know i got to follow the Spirit of God? They go from bad relationship to bad relationship. Why? I like the way he looks. I like the way he talks. I like the way he walks. He's everything. But what is your spirit saying? And of course the guys, I like the way she walks. Ooh. I don't care how she talks. I just like the walk, you know. <laughs> yeah. She goes to church and... I, I'm just speaking real. People go from crisis to crisis, relationship to relationship, bad investments to bad investments, over and over and over again. And why, why it don't work? It's because they don't listen to their heart. The Bible says this, that, that anointing that abides in you 
cannot lie. That the Spirit of God is truth. That He'll bear witness. He, in all my years, that inward witness has never led me wrong. Now, have I always agreed with it? That's why he says, trust the Lord with all your heart, not to your own understanding. I can't tell you how many times. Why? How come? But when you grow and you mature, you don't ask why. You don't ask how come. You just what? You just simply obey. You, you just do what he says. And I, I remember as a, a young man, now, I'm, I'm going to try to be sweet, but know what the Spirit I say. You, you, you do know, you young people, you don't know anything. You think you know anything, everything, but you, you don't. And all of us are just simply limited to what we know, and that isn't much. And I'm not putting this down, it's just true. And I remember as a young man, you know, I, I was very headstrong. I thought what I need to do and done with, and I, I tell you, the, the Holy Ghost, really took me on the journey and really showed him what it meant to meet Jesus to be Lord of our lives. You know, you go to some Pentecostal holiness, well, Jesus, Lord, you've got to stop drinking, smoking, chasing, you know. Those things are true. Those, those are just sins in the flesh. But Jesus just doesn't want a bridle on your flesh. Jesus wants to be Lord of your life. He, he wants say of everything you do and I remember as a young man in Bible school and I say it this way the Lord dealt hard on me he was hard on me but but really he wasn't hard on me I was just so unyielded you know for those of you who love horses horses are beautiful beautiful creatures but you know a horse that isn't broken isn't much use to its owner. You know, a horse that you, know, you, you can't train, can't get on, you know, isn't much use. But it, it takes work to break a horse. Don't ask me, but horse, how many horse people are here? I and mean, Miss Tammy. Uh, isn't it true? You, you have to work to break the horse. Why? To get, get him fight. That's what Jesus said. God said, don't be like a horse. You know, a horse may have free but you have to be broken. And he broke me. What, what do you mean? I, I'd go in the store, and I want to buy something. And he says, no. Of course, why? I'm going to buy this. I need this. And he'd do it over and over again. And there was nothing wrong with buying. He just wanted to teach me how to obey him. And, you know, it was hard because it's hard to give up control of your life. Because I want this, I want that. But he had to teach me what lordship really was. And, and he isn't a taskmaster. He isn't trying to ruin your life. He's trying to bless your life. He's trying to increase you. He's trying to prosper you. He's trying to get you in health. He's trying to get you to the right relationship. But if you can't be faithful in little things, following that inward witness, 
how can he trust you with big things? The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And he has no sorrow with it. So whenever God blesses you, it's going to make you rich and there'll be no sorrow. But too many times, if we're just listening to our heads and doing things, we experience sorrow and say, God, you let me down. Well, all the time he's trying to lead us and guide us, direct us, but we, we just simply don't listen. And, and we have to learn to listen in the little areas. you got to learn to listen. I, I think the greatest way we can start, we'll go over here and look in people's eyes, see how they're doing. You've you got to learn to listen, first of all, in your areas of relationships. See, see, we want God, should I buy that house or not? Should I buy this car? Should I invest in this stock? Should I, and, and God, God, we want direction. And, but we haven't been listening to our everyday checks and balances on the inside. Just about every day. I, I wish I could say every day I can get, get through a day without a, a check in my spirit. But I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite like Jesus. Now, I know some of you are. I, I was born with this, more, this most warm personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just warm. Dear Jesus. I, 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 wish, I really wish I had personality like our announcer. Smiley, happy, joyful. No, I'm Clark. Get in, get out, get out of the way, you know. I mean, no, that unchecked is dangerous. You know, the Bible talks about be gentle and kind one to another, tender-hearted. He didn't say, except you're Clark, you can get away with it. No. And, you know, sometimes you just say stuff because it's right, regardless of how people feel about it. Because we don't feel about it, you know, right? You How many caloric, strong-willed personality? What do you mean you're upset? That's just the truth. Suck it up, soldier. What's wrong with you? You know? Yeah, what a joy. And uh, if you learn in your daily conversation, that inward witness will talk to you. You know why there's marriage problems? Because Jesus ain't Lord here. Yeah. Because when you listen, learn to develop your spirit, and we'll look at how I can make it real strong. When you learn to listen on the inside, it'll keep conflict on the outside. Even in times of intense fellowship. See, I wanted to get this later in the series, but evidently we need it now. Yes. Uh, maybe, maybe it's you. I'm getting drawn to the camera. Maybe you're watching right now. So you guys are off the hook. Yeah. In times of intense fellowship, we all know that, what that is. Disagreements. He said, she said, you know. And you know when you have a disagreement, all of a sudden you, you just notice the love of God swells in your heart and you're just, oh... I love you so much when you're angry. I love you so much when you do that. No, there's another anointing, not from within, from without. Something sits on your shoulder. They're wrong. He's wrong. She's wrong. They always do this. And you have a right to be upset. And you know what most people do? 
They listen to that anointing. But they don't know that is fellowship. That is demon-inspired utterance and thoughts. And, and they, they, they actually get in cahoots with a demon and say what the demon says about your spouse, what the demon says about your children, what your be- demon says about. And they, they wonder why there's chaos and strife. And so most people have learned to fellowship with demons. Yeah, that, that's really exciting, but it's truth. Yeah, most people will side in with that or their flesh. But the Bible says as many are led by the Spirit of God, they're sons. And, and actually, you know, as children, when we're born again, we're children, we all have that inward witness. But it's only when we heed that inward witness, listen to that inward witness, that we become sons and daughters, that we really begin to experience the blessings of God. And see, every day we've got to be God and Son-minded. Be, be listening in our interaction. You know, uh, I can't tell you how many times I, I, I've sat. i sat with ministers, and ministers talked, and, and we were talk, talking not about ministry, but subjects, and all of a sudden, some, sometimes it goes a little too far. And <clears throat> my spirit immediately, <clears throat> and so, you know what I do? I shut up. I, I retract that. I, I don't fellowship with that. See, he, he's going to guide you into all truth. He wants to help you. You know, it, Jesus told Brother Hagin this. If you'll learn to listen to my spirit, I'll make you rich. We all want that, right? Jesus said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous, a heart issue. And many of us want to, to be rich. We, we see it in the Word by Himself who bore our sins. He became sin for us. He became poor that we might be rich. And we read the Scriptures of all grace being multiplied. Favor every earthly blessing. God, I'm believing you. You know, the Spirit of God, John 16, 13, put that up, will lead you into that because it's truth. How, how many would like to be better fan, financially off than you are right now? Oh, the rest of you, I'll take yours. I understand. There's some. How many want to go to heaven? There's some people who won't even race for that. I understand that. I understand. You know, I, I think... I'm going, to, I'm going to pause. Remind me, laid all truth in, into prosperity. I remember years ago, maybe Rick, you remember, it was your brother's friend. Um, he, he had some type of outreach, and I invited him in. I forgot what his name was. He was very charismatic. Do you know, remember his name? Yeah. He was a very charismatic, you know, dynamic speaker. He was great with kids. And then he would say something, and, and people, how many of this? They raised their hand and immediately would bring them up front and have them talk. You know, does it once, shame on me. Does it twice, shame on you. Do it three times. And he got past the second time after that, no one was raising their hands. And that happened over 20 years ago. And I still not can get people to raise their hands anymore in church. Yeah. 
But the Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. Prosperity is the truth. You know, I, I shared in long of healing. Healing is the truth. But very often people just try to grab the promises of God without listening in here. Go ahead and put Timothy about faith and conscience. I, I gave you that scripture. Again, I have some wonderful notes out there. But we're just trying to help people where they are right now today. Notice this. This is holding faith. How I many know faith is believing God's word? Faith pleases him. Hold on to it. Grab hold of it. But notice this. What else are we going to hold on to? A good conscience. What is that? The voice of your spirit. But notice what it says, which some have putting away concerning faith. That means they're holding on to faith. Believing God, confessing the word, and they put aside their conscience. They let go of the reign of conscience. And notice what happens. They're shipwrecked. They're shipwrecked. Shipwrecked simply means they don't get to the destination. So that tells us faith without conscience will never get to our destination. Believing God for healing and health just with faith and not listening to our hearts is going to be shipwrecked. Remember, I gave you, I gave you so many illustrations. The peanut butter story. Yeah, yeah. My, my spirit. Uh, you know, I, I shared about the ear infection, violating my conscience. Um, I got stitches. I, I think I shared that last time. Stitches. Why didn't God forgive? He was. The correction was my protection in health, in healing. You know, it's, it's the same thing with, with prosperity and provision. And uh, I better sit down for this, because this will be a heavy revy. Are you ready for this? Zoom in on me up there. Faith without conscience. People want the blessing without the Lordship. The, the Holy Ghost, number one, will lead you not to spend so much money on stuff. Oh, I, I'm sorry, this is the Presbyterian Convention. Yeah. That's called lordship. If you'll listen, John, John Osteen, who was Joel Osteen's father, great, John Osteen was a, a, a marvelous man of faith, a man of God, man of the Spirit. He, says, he, he would say it this way, and close to this, he says, the reason why you're in financial trouble because you always got to buy what your little beady eyes see. You know. That's one first thing. The Holy Ghost said, No. Don't buy that. Yeah. I, you know I'm reading mail. Yes. Yes. Don't buy that. See, we, we want him to, to lead us into a $100,000 investment. We've got to learn to... Don't buy that. And learn to actually obey that. I tell you, that took me years. And it's still sometimes the Spirit of God to say, don't buy that. Because I said so. Okay. Okay. Just just to make sure I'm I'm straight. Yeah. 
you know, I always find amazing. People have the latest cell phones, the latest fashions, and yet they can't pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they, they'll never own a house. They'll never have nice things because they got it all messed up. Well, that's how my grandma did it. That's the way my daddy did it. But that's not the way the Holy Ghost will lead you. He, he, he will teach you an old truth. He'll, he'll, he'll show you, if you listen, how to be financially sound and have money. And one first things he's going to say, don't spend that. Don't buy that. Don't buy. We're going to listen to it. All right. Even if it's on sale. <laughs> and even if you have need of it. It's called the Lordship. All right. Again, we want the $100,000 investments, breakthroughs. He'll lead you to it if he can lead you in the small areas. Because if you're not listening over a pair of shoes, you're not going to listen over a $10,000, $20,000 investment. All right. All right. And again, I wanted to do this further, but how many know when we come to church, we ought to just get help? And so, uh, so he's going to teach you to save. Don't buy everything that your little beady eyes wants. And um, I, I hate to bring this up to you, but he will lead you to give. Now, don't leave. The offering's already been taken. Yeah. He will lead you to give. Sure. Now, the Bible says, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. Shall men give them your bosom? Same measure you meet, shall be measured. That, that is a law, and you can bank on that with faith alone. But when you have faith and conscience, you get the full yield. Now, you don't need to be led to tithe. You don't need to be led to give every, every case. But there's times that maybe you have a need and you're believing God for that need. You're bellowing God. God, a need, a need, a need. And we want an angel to come down. We want our neighbor to knock and, and just, here's $10,000. Be blessed. We all like that, right? Yes. That's what we want. But you know what the Spirit of God will do? The craziest thing. He'll put on your heart to plant a seed for that need. And you know what we say? Get behind me, Satan. Or we sing that old song that we never sing here anymore. Lord, I give you my heart, but with my wallet we don't part. But have your way in me. Yeah. See, now it's gone to be personal. Everything works. The Bible works. Every promise of God is yes and amen. And do you know, and this is a challenge, if you're serious about being very rich, now a lot of people go to conferences, they, they go to seminars, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Get education, that's fine. But don't lean into that. 
Lean to your heart. The Spirit of God will lead you to be rich. See, we, we covered health. If you listen to the Spirit of God, He'll lead you in health. He knows your body. He knows what you need. You know, and I gave you about sugar. I gave you all my illustrate, my stuff. And so, you know, when's the last time I, I didn't preach because I was sick? I can't remember. I live long, healthy, and strong now, six days of my life. But that don't work if I don't listen on the inside. All right. I'll give, this came up in my spirit. You know, uh, as a young man, young men, we, we like to, if we just have to go outside for a minute, take out the trash or something, we like to just to go out like this without putting a jacket on. When you get a little older, you, you, you don't have so much grace for that anymore. And I, I remember doing it. Well, I used to do it 20 years. And just, oh, I get a chill in my chest. And then, and then I have to shake it off. But now, I listen on the inside. I, I just want to go out and take the trash. Real easy to run out. Put a jacket on. Put a hat on. I'm following my conscience. Following my conscience. Because he will always lead me in all truth with his health and healing strength. He'll do the same thing in the area of wealth. But first of all, he's got to teach you to save. Listen on the inside. Now, I'm not talking about you go and want peanut butter, Jeff or peanut pan, oh God, lead me. Now. No, I'm talking about when, when you get a check. You'd be, on your little, you'd be listening on the inside and all of a sudden, you get a check. I mean, sometimes they'll check you not to buy something. And you know God wants you to have it because next week it's going to be on sale for 30% off. See, God gets glory that way. And you get training that way. And, and you learn these things. And you start small. Oh, I have so many illustrations. I, I have in my office a Bible. And I should have grabbed it. I forgot to grab it. And I keep it in my office to remind me. My favorite Bible was a a handheld New Testament Cambridge. And I love that. I, I wore it out. And uh, they stopped making them uh, of this particular style. And so, I mean, I was checking eBay, Amazon, check, check. And I come across on Amazon a personal seller. And I see the description. I read it. There's the Bible. I've been looking for years. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, I, I get giddy over Bibles. You can get giddy over yourself. I get giddy over Bibles. And I go to buy it, and you know what happened. Eh. Lord, you know I've been wanting that for years. You know, it's a Bible for God's sake. It's your book. Go to press it. Eh. And I read, no, no, this is it. Oops, I can't undo it. I press the button. <laughs> of course, it's like, you just watch and see. It's your Bible, your book. And so, when it came in today, oh, it's arriving, I'm excited. And I'm expecting my beautiful Cambridge. It's about this size, hand size, perfect, perfect preaching Bible. It, it comes in, I paid a pretty penny for it, too, because it's out of, out of 
print. And you know what came in? You can't even see the print on it. So I was out 70 bucks. And so I, I keep that before me as a reminder. The Spirit of God will never lead me astray. And if I can't learn to obey Him in $70, I'm not going to obey Him in $700, $7,000, $70,000, Yeah. Well, oh, excuse me, my storytelling sheet seed is over. Guard your heart. Listen to your heart. This week, listen. Learn to listen when you're in the car, driving. I have been spared accidents. Why do people get accidents? They're here. They're out here all the time. And get, you, you need to watch the road. All the time you ought to be looking here. Health. Here. Working with finances. Here. Well, give me, allow me one more story. Now I've learned that. You know, going to the emergency room, not listening. And so, I've had to learn with small things. Little Bible and I have a whole lot more illustrations. Uh, that shredder, that mower shredder. Well, it's time to buy a house. I mean, oh, that's a lot bigger than $70 or $400. And so we sensed in our spirits it's time. Not out of need. In our hearts, we prayed it's time. So we start looking, and it's fun looking, isn't it? Fun looking. And there were some nice houses, but just not in here. Listen, not in here. That's why people have problems paying their mortgage, because they buy something without making Jesus Lord over it. Or they boldly step out in faith, bless God, God wants me an increase, I'm going to buy just outside my, my budget, and, and, and I'm going to believe God. Well, that's good and wonderful if God led you to do that. See, where God guides, He supplies. Where you go, you're alone. That's why so many people struggle. And so, it's time when we're looking at houses and just following our spirit, then our current house comes up. And uh, I knew by waiting on God, the witness and other things, that's our house. That's our house. And so, because it was a doctor's home, uh, and it was kind of run down a little bit just because he's busy all the time, it was neglected. I went to go show it to my wife, and she was disgusted by it. That's how run down it was. And I mean, I could take a, a whole other hour just to tell you everything we've had to do. But it doesn't matter. See, the beautiful thing is, and I, I don't mean to go long, but when I lack in depth, I go in length. You don't need to figure everything out in life. Should I do this? 
it, it relieves, relieves all that pressure of trying to figure and know things. All I need to do is listen on the inside. And so I know it now. I convinced ourselves, don't look at it as it is, as it can be, I packed. And so that's great and wonderful. This is our house. And so I did the math and said, well, I can pay the mortgage and the bills, but I can't feed my family. And uh, number two, I don't have a down payment for it. I saved some money. I have enough for the attorney bills. And see, right away, people shut off the miracle power because I just can't afford it. Well, so God, you led me, so how am I going to pay for it? So I just begin to pray in tongues and wait on God, wait on God, wait on God, wait on God. It may take some. See, a couple of weeks waiting on God will save you years of financial hardships. And, and what happened, later he showed me, something came from my head down my heart and gave me a plan of how to pay for it. And I said, really? Is that legal, God? And I spent extra money going to an attorney and find out. I said, yeah, that's perfectly legal. I didn't know anything about it. The Lord showed it to me. And what happened, actually, is an angel went like this. Well, that felt good. Let's do that again. <laughs> okay. There, there, there. And he gave me a plan. And I, I checked it with her. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. And he gave me a plan of how to get a, a, a sizable down payment and have someone else pay for it. I didn't go to school for that. I, I'm not a businessman. But here. Listen on the inside. But we got to go. That's the beautiful thing about pastoring. I get you next week. But uh, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God wants to help us. And we need to follow faith and conscience. Let's pray. Father, we're just so grateful and thankful for the Holy Ghost that knows everything. He wants to lead us into health. He wants to lead us in wealth. He wants to lead us in protection. And Father, we don't need to know it all. We just need to obey that inside. You know it all. We just need to follow you who knows it all. And Lord, help us. We're all growing. We all make mistakes. And you've been so gracious and kind to us all. But help us like never before. And especially these days ahead, it's imperative that, that we follow you, that we obey you. And Father, in, in, I know as ministry, I, I could not operate in the Spirit publicly with gifts of the Spirit unless I've learned to heed your, your Spirit personally in my daily affairs. And so, Father, thank you for helping all of us. With heads bowed and eyes closed, we talked again about being led, about your heart talking, conscience, how it will lead you, and it's truth and no lie, the Bible says. And, um, but maybe you're here and you've never been born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. You'll not enter the kingdom of God. Why, why, why do we need to be born again? Because the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know what that means? If we sin once in our life, that sin will keep us out of heaven. And there's nothing we can do. There's no human remedy for sin. Sin is incurable and deadly. It'll send us to hell. There's nothing we can do no matter how, how many times we go to church. The only thing that can cure sin is the precious blood of Jesus and the redemption He provides. And that's why, you know, there's a big thing about getting inoculated. That's why every person born needs to get inoculated with the blood of Jesus. 
it'll, it'll save your life not only on earth, but it'll allow you to spend eternity in heaven. And Jesus said, unless you're born again, unless you receive him, you cannot see that you, you won't go to heaven. But thank God this gift, this precious salvation gift is available to us all. And, and all we need to do is accept it and receive it. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, I know this Sunday morning bunch, but uh, is there anybody here you've never been born again? Would you raise your hand? Anybody here? Anybody here? If you're watching online, I see your hand. God bless you. You can put it down. Anyone online, go ahead and raise your hand. I can't see it, but God can. That's the most important. I'm going to give one more invitation. Maybe you're here and you are born again. You know you're born again, but when we're talking about conscience, your conscience is aching. You know in your heart you're not serving God, you're not following God. Your, your heart is condemning you. Not, not the Spirit of God, your heart is condemning you. And, and uh, you're like the prodigal uh, son in the Bible. It's what we call backslidden. And, and this morning, or wherever you are, whenever you're watching us, and, and you want to rededicate your life to Him, go ahead and raise your hand. Anybody here? Anybody here? Praise the Lord. For those of you watching and anyone in here, the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so you can call on God right now. How do you call on God? It's through the vehicle of prayer. What do you pray? A very simple prayer like this. All you need to say is, God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe he died for me and rose again from the dead. I, I, I believe that he is seated at the Father's right hand. And right now I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And whoever calls on him will not be cast out, no matter where you've been, what you've done. He's received you, you're born again. If you've been backslidden, you're in, you're in clean fellowship with God. It's like you never sinned. Nay, and if you respond to that online, go ahead and contact us. We want to know about it. We want to rejoice with you about it. And also, we'd love to help you get started in your new walk with God. Amen. Well, did you receive anything here this morning? All right. Hey, we're going to invite you to stand. We're going to be dismissed in a moment. We're going to end in worship. What a beautiful way after hearing the word to, to worship God for what we've heard and, and seal it in our hearts. But also, if you're, you're here and you like hands laid on you, you're sick or you need prayer, uh, my wife and I will be available up, come up front as we're worshiping the Lord. I uh, will minister to you. And so while the song's going, just feel free if you, you have need of any of those things to come up here. Go ahead.